Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of Drop the Glove Sports Podcast. I am co-host Charlie, and joining me tonight is the lovely Mrs. Drop the Gloves, my wife, Brittany. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the show, babe. Thank you so much for being uh, the guest for tonight. It's about time, right? Yeah, it's about time. I kept on saying I wanted John, and now you're on. We're here. Yep. 2022. It's a new year, and you're on. Yay! I'm so happy. And it's all downhill from here. No, no. Come on. We got a 6% female listenership. I'm sure they're going, uh, finally, they put a woman on. And I'm, I mean, come on. Think about it. You got... USA, Canada, Finland, um, what is it? Germany, Poland, New Zealand, and new country, Switzerland. So, I mean, there's got to be some females out there somewhere listening in any of those countries. So, they're probably going, finally, they You're got a be woman. Very disappointed in me. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm sure you have some good stories and can give some uh, good insight tonight. Oh, hopefully the wine helps. That's right. You got wine, too. So being our first woman on the show, also first time we've had wine on the show. First time? Woo! Go me. So a lot of firsts tonight. Yeah. So, woohoo! Uh, woohoo! Let's get this going. All right. Well, since you've already opened up the bottle of wine and started drinking, I need to grab what I want to start off the show with. And I, so this is how it usually goes. Do I do I need to mansplain a little bit? I'm not sure you want to risk it, <laughs> but it's your show. Uh, I mean, you only have to live with me, so. <laughs> that's right. So we we just start off the show like we do, nor just nice flow, talk, get get our lips moving a little bit, and then. We go into what we're drinking for the show. So you are drinking uh, pink Moscato? Yep, pink Moscato, California, deliciously sweet by Barefoot. Barefoot. And I think I saw on the bottle uh, the alcohol by volume, and it was, I think, 9%. And uh, it's it's very small lettering. It's actually on the front label, if you turn the oh, bottle around. Yeah, very small. And uh, it's on the side, I think. Oh, that is small. Yeah. yeah, 9%. 9%. So, and then I picked up a few new beers uh, for the show. And one is by Country Boy Brewing, which is uh, down in Georgetown, Kentucky. We're going to go right past it uh, tomorrow. And I got their Lager Con Lima. It is a Mexican-style amber lager with lime. And this time they actually have the alcohol by volume on the label. Because every time we've gotten Country Boy, no alcohol by volume. Okay. On all the beers that we've gotten. So this is actually the first where I actually see it. And it's 5.5% alcohol by volume. So, so my wine has more alcohol than your beer. Than this beer, yes. Woohoo, party hard. <laughs> So, I'm just kidding. I know wine isn't hard. <laughs> and that uh, three, two, one, crack it. So that's my catchphrase. Crack it. Crack it. Uh, I don't. I can't remember 
which episode I started saying it, but, I mean, we were drinking from the can, not too many bottles, and that, ooh, 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 that looks... That's got some head to it. That looks good. I think that is probably the best pour I've ever done. Sam, good luck. Yeah. All right. Well, cheers, babe. Cheers. Well, that was anticlimactic. Hmm. Not really a clink. I know. More of a clunk. That's what you get with Tevris Wine Sippy Cups. Which, if anyone listening with a, who's a mom, you need the Tetris Wine Cups. Mm. It is a game changer. That is pretty darn good. And we now pause for Instagram-worthy fame. <laughs> and uh, so, babe, as I uh, take this picture and we get this show started, I think I think some of our listeners would like to know. Do you have any sports experience? No, with the exception that I did try soccer in high school. But I was in an inner city public school, and we didn't have transportation to and from practice, and practice was about a mile or so away, so we couldn't get up there, and my mom didn't want me riding with the other girls and their boyfriends, so I had to drop out. (laughs) And And I guess other than PE, um, when we did physical education... I absolutely loved scooter hockey and volleyball. Volleyball, I was really loving it until they started diving for the floor. (laughs) And I will not willfully throw myself down anywhere at any time for anything. Um, So, yeah, that's about the scope of my sports. What is scooter hockey? So, physical education, elementary school, you get this board with four wheels on it, and you sit on it, and you have a little hand, I don't think we had hand hockey sticks, so maybe we just used our hands to roll the ball Mm. in between positions, and so we played the hockey positions just on a scooter using our hand and a gym ball, Mm. and I... Thought I was really good at goalie. Hmm. It was pretty easy. You could see where all the scooters were going. You just had to track it. <laughs> okay. So I've w- never heard of scooter hockey before. So I was like, huh, I wonder what that is. Um, other than that, being in college and getting involved in some organizations in college that were way more athletic, that is when I really started enjoying kind of like recreational sports such as um, frisbee and softball or rock climbing which I don't know if people consider rock climbing a sport, kayaking I think it depends on the pe- person. Yeah so just more of those athletic like outdoor things I just really didn't have a chance to do Okay um, Did you grow up um, did you end up watching sports? Oh, God, no. No. Growing up? No. So, y'all, I don't know what Charlie has told you about me. But. (laughs) 
This is your chance to set the record. My family is multi-generational West Virginia, Appalachian, coal mining, truck driving, blue collar um, that is black by the end of the day from the hard work, farmers in Southern West Virginia and that area. So my granddad left school when he was 12 to work in a coal mine after his father died. So football is huge in West Virginia, but in my family, it was a waste of time. And the kind of motto was, if you want to do sports, we'll just break your leg for you and save us a bunch of money and we'll go about our way. So um, sports was, you know, what we made it. We had fun on the farm. We would roll watermelons down the hill and watch the cattle trace it. It was pretty fun. Um, Never did cow tipping. I had some friends who did. I never got involved with it. But yeah, we made our own fun. Okay. So, not a sport family. However, your mom and your brother, uh, I won't say that, but your mom and one of your brothers, huge uh, football fans. Two of my brothers. Oh, okay. Sorry. Two of my brothers. So, she grew up, she did watch sports. Um, Her mom and dad were huge Dallas Cowboy fans Mm -hmm. and then um, my mom unfortunately was orphaned at the age of 13 so I didn't really get to know um, well I didn't get to know her parents at all Um, and through various circumstances I spent most of my upbringing with my father's side of the family Mm -hmm. but yes she was a diehard tattoo wearing Cowboys fan and you didn't dare root against the Cowboys. One of my brothers became a Bengals fan just because he lived up here for so long. Um, but if you're not rooting for the Cowboys, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> According to your mom? According to my mom, yes. Okay. Um, was it? Uh... I, I do believe, though, at one point when I was in high school, she wanted to ship me off to Dallas <laughs> to court Tony Romo. And that is a little weird, if I don't mind myself saying. High school girl going up to uh NFL player. Warrior. Yeah, no. She really wanted me to graduate high school and go down and court Tony Romo. <laughs> and then, so... I guess the next big question is, you're not a sports person. You didn't, you weren't around too many sports people in your family. So, how did you end up with me, a sports guy? That is the question, isn't it? I guess the opposites attract. Um, and that, and it's just, it's not that I hate sports. And y'all, forgive me, I just don't see what the big deal is. Mm. Um, I do love, though, being in the crowd. And everyone, what seems like everyone is rooting for a common good. Mm. And the first hockey game I ever went to was on one of our first few dates. I think that was our second date. And I am not a violent person whatsoever. With the exception of my siblings, I have never been in a fight. 
But the adrenaline rush, rush when they drop the gloves and they start pounding on each other, and you know it's real. That was something else. Um, but being there is just so electrifying. I totally forgot because, and Mike is going to kill me, I don't count WWE wrestling mm. as a sport. Okay. I think I just heard Mike's frame <laughs> shattering. Um, but to me, like, I watched it. My mom loved it. Mm. She absolutely ate it up. I didn't so. know that. She grew up with the the Ric Flair era when he was first coming out, um, well, coming onto the scene, and she absolutely loved it. And I tried to get into it, watching it. Just the storylines with people turning from bad to good. I was just like, I can't. Um, you root for someone, and then they change the story, and then they're the villain, and it's just, ugh, it just broke my heart. So. I just got to the point, a very cynical point, where it's like, okay, this is basically a soap opera for men. Yes, exactly. I was going to say that. I really was, because we had said that before. I don't think it was on this show. I think we had said it before on the Taste is Right podcast, which I need to clarify real quick. Tonight was supposed to be a return to the Gauntlet studio uh, with uh, Ty and whoever else from the Taste is Right podcast, but life happens and uh, couldn't do it. But And you were my very first call and told you what was going on and was like, babe, how would you like to be on the show? And you said yes. I said yes. And my girls' and night that got canceled says Charlie owes her big. So we'll have to work out something. We'll see. Yes. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, our second date was um, Cyclones hockey game. Snow globe night. Was it snow globe? It was snow globe night. I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Maybe that. not. I think snow globe was around Valentine's Day. I had to have been because I got my first red rose. Hmm. I, I don't remember what night, it was, if there was a giveaway or something. I don't remember that. Maybe Snow Globe was my second hockey night. Uh, I know I had asked Daniel for his ticket. Yes. And that, because I said I was bringing a friend, and I'm, guys, oh. I'm not smooth when it comes to... Like, I could talk a good game on dating or, like, things you should do or should not do now because I have done it. But, uh, guys, I was not smooth when I was dating you. And uh, I, kept, I kept the secret for a month that I was going out with a friend. Didn't say who the friend was. I just said I was going out with a friend from college to a Cyclones game. We're going to see a movie. Didn't say anything. And then, you know... You know how us hormonal guys are in our early 20s. We're not thinking. Our brain isn't fully developed. But then again, we're guys. When is it ever fully developed? So I put up a, about a month later, I changed my uh, profile status from single to in a relationship. And that's how my family found out. So, anywho... But our second date, Cyclones. Yes. 
please, I'm sure our listeners would love to get some details from you. Y'all, we met at the arena. Everything was great. We went to our seats. They were great seats, really great seats. And I had never been to a hockey game. I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't have... The only person I knew there was this guy. And this was our second date. And he left me there. While he ran around to all of his hockey buddies. So I was just sitting by myself out in it for how long. Until I looked around and saw one of my mom's dearest friends there with her daughter and I was so relieved so I hightailed it over there to talk to them until the game started and I believe there was some um, men there there was the father and son there who gave you grief for leaving me alone yeah I, I, I know who you're talking about yep but I think after that night Charlie's like wow my hockey self didn't scare her off so I guess I guess I can make this work I I I told Daniel this and he agrees with me because he's done it too and that if they can't handle you at a hockey game then that 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 could be a deal breaker and that and did we really meet at the arena I thought we I thought I came with somebody else but they were like sitting somewhere else I have no idea and I, I can't remember gosh you gotta think it was over a decade ago it was over 10 years ago since this since this date yeah and that I still remember our first date our like move so, our movie date okay. that took place before the hockey game. I'm not counting the lunch or the lunch before that lunch. The the meetup, the lunch. There was the meetup at NKU. There during was the, finals week. During finals week, there was the lunch the day after. Yes. At uh, Fr- Big Boy Frisch's. Yes. And then there was the very. I count that as our first official date. Where I took you to go see the uh, Muppets, and I had no idea you did not like the Muppets. Yeah. But then the second date was the hockey game, and I'm—I really was scared that that was not going to work. If you if you said no to me. And, and hockey, a sport that I love, then I was scared that you were going to, like, text me the next day or, like, the next time we would actually communicate, you'd be like, we need to talk. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. So <laughs> I, I screwed up. I will say, being at the hockey game and sitting so close to the ice and seeing the speed at which the hockey players was traveling down the ice and there was one I have I have no idea who it was but he was juggling the hockey puck off the end of his stick and I thought there is no way any other sport can top this level of skill just absolutely none whatsoever and I mean hockey definitely opened up the door to 
liking sports or tolerating sports. <laughs> I was about to say, I think it's more tolerating. So I think it was after that in our uh, in our college experiences that um, I had the opportunity to play more recreational type things. And that also comes from um, being the little sister in the family and being told, you're not fast enough, you're not good enough. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. I will get my books out and I'll be smarter than you. Um, yes, so you just, are the nerd. I am the smartest one in my family and my siblings don't listen to this, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> um, but it's, it's been a real learning experience being married to someone who loves sports and whose family loves sports and rolling my eyes when they are watching the extreme sports of what extreme uh, sports bowling and that weird ice puck shuffle thing oh curling curling i cannot remember the name oh my gosh it is about as entertaining as watching paint dry on the wall i would rather much watch curling than golf because uh, cur curling's a little bit better is just it, it's it's one of those sports i don't watch unless the olympics are going on i don't watch it any other time that's it it's just when the olympics are going on that's when i watch it i have a question for you what is your first olympic memory who first olympics memory like when did you become aware that they were going on probably the year 2000 Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia yes. in 2000, yes. Yeah, that is the first one that I have. Because I was in grade school. I can't remember what grade level I was. No? Yeah. You sure? Positive. You think I was in fourth grade? Yep. Okay. Because I was in fifth grade. Okay. And my memory is better than yours. Yeah, that is true. And uh, But I, I did send you something that said... Um, being forgetful is a sign of higher intelligence. So, Well, I'm forgetful about other things, but I just... It's really weird, y'all. Charlie doesn't remember a lot about his childhood. And I remember so much detail. Maybe it's just the trauma. But it's, it's just very interesting to see if he remembers things around the same time period. As I do. Mm -hmm. So, we both remember Sydney Olympics. Yes, 2000 Sydney Olympics. Uh, I remember, I think it was my PE teacher who was making making such a big deal about the volleyball um, uh, competition. He was saying that the Australians were favored. Um, USA didn't stand a chance. Uh, something about the swimming competitions or whatever. Is that when Michael Phelps first came on the scene? I have no idea when he came, first came on the scene. I really don't. That was something. So I did kind of follow the Olympics. It seemed like a way bigger deal. Mm. And just trying to keep track of like the number of gold medals and things like that. Um, it probably wasn't until I was out after I turned 18 and um got involved in college sports because I was 
the only one rooting for West Virginia because it's my home state. Mountaineers are always free. And some of my professors being like, UK all the way. So when they played UK versus West Virginia, and I will never forget, it was my public speaking professor, and I was slightly terrified that she was going to give me a bad grade when I went up the next day to do my speech. <laughs> but she didn't. She didn't hold that against me. And then, it, uh, yeah, just I, I remember some of the swimming competitions. I remember some of the volleyball because those were the most, I guess, advertised or broadcasted during 2000. Uh, after that, I didn't really pay too much of attention to it until two years later, 2002 Winter Olympics, when they're in Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm -hmm. And everybody was making a big deal because it was like, oh, this is the first time that USA has held the Winter Olympics since, oh, I can't even remember. I don't know, my Olympic history is not the best. And that, But it was like you had snowboarding come on to the scene in the Olympics in 2002. Uh, you, I mean, that's. I think that was also when I started getting into hockey a little bit more. Everybody was like, USA hosts, who can they defend home ice against Canada, Russia, and all these other teams? And no, they could not. <laughs> um, I mean... 2002 was Salt Lake City. Utah, 2004 was Athens, Greece. Now, the Greece the Greece Olympics, I remember a lot more than the previous two because they had baseball and softball in the 2004 Summer Olympics over in Greece. And then they were also making the comparison. I'm a history buff, guys. I, I'm a history major, too. Um and if you're asking, well, what kind of job do I have? Warehouse. Um, I tried to warn you. <laughs> you did. You did try to warn me uh, back in college. Um, but uh, they were making the comparisons of the Olympics thousands of years ago when the ancient Greeks first started it to now being back in Athens for the first time and however many centuries, millennia, whatever. And it was a big deal because baseball and softball were a part of it. And they were talking about Greek softball players, Greek um, uh, baseball players who, like, were from, or, like, their last name is Greek, but they play over here. And then hmm. they went back over to Greece and had to play. Hmm. So, I mean, they had interviews. It was it was a huge deal. What year was that? 2004. 2004. Okay, so I just moved into the area. 2004 was Athens. 2006 was in Italy, and that was the Winter Olympics. Then 2008 was the Summer Olympics in Beijing. 2010 was Winter Olympics, and that was in Vancouver, Canada. Um, painful memories from that one. Uh, 2012 summer in London, 2014 winter in Sochi, Russia, 16 summer Rio. Rio. That's it. 16 summer was in Rio, Brazil. Um, 18 winter Olympics was in South Korea. 
uh, because North Korea was threatening war against South Korea for ho- for hosting the Olympics. Went on without a glitch. And then we were supposed to have the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo, but it got pushed to 21. And now this year, the Winter Olympics are in Beijing, which are coming to a close as of this recording. We were about a couple days away from the closing ceremony. Okay, so I blacked out on so many of those Olympics. Like, I, I, I'm like, that year, what was going on in the life of Brittany? Like, <laughs> how did I miss that? Um, but I will say, so I want to back up an earlier statement about not understanding the point of sports. I would like to clarify and say, I don't understand the point of professional sports. Okay. So sports and and um, raising kids and little league and school sports and everything, I totally understand. I think there are wonderful programs that can teach kids very important skills about team building, about uniting together for a goal, and that is all wonderful. What I don't understand is why millions of dollars are being shelled out to grown men to continue to play sports. Yeah, that's my little rant there, I guess. <laughs> okay. So, you did just pull out a beer. And that, well, we're about a half hour in, and, uh, yeah, it, I, I finished the other one, the Country Boy Lima. That was... Is it Lima or is it Lima? Potato, potato. Okay. I, I we we have come on this show so many times, and we have butchered names and places, and I mean, when Finland was our very first international country to listen to us back in the beginning of 2021, um, we we tried to say thank you and cheers. In, I remember you practicing in this. Finnish because I wanted to I wanted to thank them and toast to them for listening to us because they put us on the international map and like uh, after a couple weeks or whatever and so we were practicing how to me and co-host Mike were both uh, trying to practice our cheers and thank you and finish and I think one of them is Kitos. But I don't remember which one it is. I don't remember if Kitos means thank you or cheers. Hopefully you did pronounce that right and you didn't just... I, I, I pressed the audio button on Google Translate. Okay. F you, Google, by the way. Um, but I, I hit the audio and it and when the voice came over, it sounded like Kitos. And so it was like, oh, okay, that's pretty simple. But when Poland entered the scene... And it's Slav instead of Finnish. Oh, it's... I, I, I looked at co-host Mike and was like, I don't think we can do this without butchering it. <laughs> so, so the next beer, beer break, and Brittany will have her next uh, glass of wine as well. Maybe. There you go. Wonderful sound. There it is. And... Uh, so the next beer I have is I'll wait for the pour. You gotta appreciate the pour. Yes. 
It's from 50 West Brewing Company out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, last time we had 50 West on the show, we had their uh, going plaid, and that was a bad, bad beer. Uh, so I saw this in the liquor store, and I was like, I want to give it a shot. 50 West needs a chance to redeem itself because they did win, I wouldn't say the honor, but they did win the worst beer of 2021. Mm. So, guys, I'm giving you a shot here. It's 2022, new, new, new year. We'll see what happens. So, 50 West, Cincinnati, Ohio. It's called the Trees of Tahoe. It is a pale ale, and it is also 5.5% alcohol by volume. It is a breath in that, breathe in that fresh mountain air. Drink pale ale with a balanced hint of pine. All right. I don't know about pine and food products, but hopefully it's good. Hopefully. I think pine. I think soap. I think that's the power of pine salt. That's the power of pine salt, baby. It scares me how well you do that. Oh, look at that. You are doing really well with your pores. So, there we go. That is the pale ale. And now let's... It's alright. I mean, it's way better than the scotch ale that we had back in November? December? I can't remember when we had it. But so much better than the going plat. Ah. So. I'm putting up my barrier so I'm not in the background of this photo. You're, you're not. Alright, so what were we on before the before the uh, beer and wine break. Oh, I think we just finished up my rant about <sighs> pro sports okay. and why pay grown men, and I'm sorry, woman, I'm so sorry, men and women, to play pro sports. Mm. Um, I just, it, it goes back to the not understanding the value of it. Mm. And I get, like, we pay in a roundabout way um, men and women to be actors, to do these things for the sake of entertainment. Mm. And no one bats an eye on that. So, it goes. I guess it just goes back to the Appalachian roots of... Um, why watch sports when there's work to be done? Why watch sports when there's work to be done? Um, why play sports when you can get hurt? Um, just, I guess that just whole mindset. And that being said, I know that's not the case. That's not a whole Appalachian mindset because West Virginia loves their sports. They love their um, football and their basketball Baseball. Baseball was big in my small town. Hmm. Um, we had what I thought was the fanciest curved 
um, baseball stadium, like it was really built up. The football stadium was really built up. I can't really think, I don't think we had a huge basketball following um, in the small town, but definitely those two. So it was big, it was just not a part of my family's culture and heritage. Hmm. Okay. Um, I was about to say, uh, when it comes to my knowledge of West Virginia sports, um, didn't pay much attention to the West Virginia basketball team until a former coach from the area, Bob Huggins, from, Huggins! from uh, University of Cincinnati, took the head coaching position at West Virginia, his alma mater. He's originally a Mountaineer. And I, when he took the job there, that's when I started following West Virginia basketball a little bit more because Bob Huggins is a bit of a is a legend, I would say, in the Cincinnati, greater Cincinnati area. And so was interested to see how well he would do over there. And he's done okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had multiple tournament appearances. Um, there has been that one game where West Virginia did meet Kentucky in the basketball tournament. And uh, I think you were there at Buffalo Wild Wings with me and uh, a couple friends of, our, uh, friends of ours. And uh, every time you looked up, it was getting worse and worse. Yes. And, and you said, "Why am I even here?" <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, it was a bad. It was a bad night to be a West Virginia fan during yes. that game. And the, and like I said, that's solely because um, I'm from West Virginia. I never followed the sport while I lived there um, because I I just had too much work to do. Um, and focusing on getting good grades and changing, um, just changing things in our family. I did, as we were preparing for this, I was thinking a little bit, try to explain things. So, is I hope people are familiar with the movie October Sky. That it's more of a science movie. The main character, what was his name again? Homer Hickam. Homer Hickam. His father, um... Owns oper- I think he just operates a coal he, mine. He was, um, his father was the um, manager. He, okay. he, he didn't own it. He was just like the chief engineer. Yeah, and Homer's older brother was a big football star. Big high school football star. And so basically the only two ways out was to go into coal mine, is like to be a coal miner. Or your only other way out was to be a football star. Well, do you, do you mean do you mean your only way out was football? Yes. And if you didn't get out in football, then you had then you had to work in the coal mine. You had to work in the coal mine. That coal mine is the one where my grandpa worked. Hmm. Coalwood. Yep. Really. Yep. Wow. Yep. Eventually, my grandpa got out of the coal mines and was a truck driver. And then when my dad was in high school with my mom, um, my grandpa went back and got his GED and certificates in welding. So it was a little awkward for my dad having, and my uncle, having my grandpa there on campus as well. Hmm. Or on campus next door. But, yeah, that's, that's kind of our thing. So... Being raised by more of your grandparents in the 
kind of Great Depression mindset, it leaves very little left to do sports. Mm. So, my other thing I was thinking about is I love country music. Mm -hmm. And how often does baseball and football come up in country music? A little bit. It, it's pretty regular about, you know, the boys of summer, Kenny Chesney. It's about baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of childhood memories are about playing out in the street, playing baseball, mm-hmm. um, playing football, the glory days. Mm-hmm. Um, you have songs. Toby about, Keith, I wrote your name on the 50-yard line. Yeah, I was about to say, you have songs about football, bonfires, that that. Chris Cool Air in the fall. Leatherman jackets. How often, though, do you hear about basketball and country songs? Not too much. I wonder why that is. Because it's indoor, probably. That's why. It's an indoor sport. Football and baseball are mostly, I'm not going to say entirely, but mostly an outdoor sport. There are some professional sports where the stadium is an indoor sport indoor and the football Mm -hmm. team or a baseball team plays in it for the longest time the minnesota twins played indoors and then finally they did an outdoor stadium and i bet you some of those players are kind of wishing for that roof now (laughs) and that insulation because when it gets when it gets later in the season gets colder out i think that might be another thing about west virginia is I don't know. Like, we definitely don't have any major league teams. We might have some very minor league. I think the Princeton Rays was a minor league baseball team. Don't forget the Wheeling Nailers. The Wheeling Nailers. In the ECHL. Um, so there's not, like, a huge national attention to it. Right. So when it comes to the state of West Virginia, it's mostly focused on the basketball team, and the football team of the West Virginia Mountaineers, whereas, like, Marshall University in Huntington, West Virginia, it's mainly football. Yeah. I've never heard anything good about the basketball team out there. Okay. Well, we were talking about, yeah, baseball, neither one of them. I've never heard anything big about baseball from either of the collegiate teams. You think it's because it's like a summer thing and they're out of school? But then again, you have baseball scholarships and softball scholarships. Right. And baseball actually kind of picks up probably center of the spring semester. Mm -hmm. And I think some of the... I I don't know this for, for fact or truth, but if I had to guess, if you're playing on the softball or baseball teams of a collegiate team then i would think you would kind of have to at least register for one summer class are you um in order to keep that gpa or something and still compete at the same time would would that be a course for someone to go to the major leagues doing collegiate baseball now there are yeah there are um there are baseball players who go to college and in hopes of like improving their skill or level of play to where they could get drafted eventually out of college. But then there are 
others where uh, Major League Baseball start kind of starts recruiting in high school. Hmm. Like they go after the young guys in high school and then they try and draft them out of high school. Yeah. And then put them in the development league and let them work their way up. And if they're that good that they saw in high school and like they treat the development league like as a stepping stone, they'll be up in the major leagues in no time. But if. So in that way, they kind of take the college aspect out of it. Yeah, I, I think a lot of major league sports are trying to take the college aspect out of it, except for uh, football. And because when it comes to uh, football, um, what is it? Play uh, football players at the collegiate level have to wait, I think, till their junior year to leave college and declare for the NFL draft. Uh, whereas basketball, it's a one-and-done thing. You can play one year, your freshman year, at collegiate-level basketball, and if you think your draft status or if you think you're going to be a high-quality pick in the NBA draft, you can leave after your first year. Right. And I do not like the one-and-done uh, system that college and the NBA have. Um, I've said this before on another podcast with co-host Mike, and we both play devil, devil's advocate on this subject. Um, Mike is all about like taking the money, but he's also worried about these kids' attitudes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I just made like $10 million on a signing bonus... I'm going to go blow it on a car, a house, and it's like... Yeah, they don't have the brain power, because I think... But not all... But my devil's advocate is not all kids are raised the same way. And that's, that's true. Not all of these kids go into college thinking they are the best in, in their high school to go to a, college, a, a high-powered college that has a really good basketball team, play one awesome year... And then get drafted mm-hmm. and think, I just made it. I think there are some who go through that same process, but they have parents and they have mentors who help them and go, yes, I think you are good enough to go to the NBA. I think you are worth this much money, but here's my guidance to you. Mm-hmm. Like. If you're going to take this money, do this and this and this with it. Don't just blow it. Yeah. And, uh, so I think but there's not, both sides of the coin there. Not every athlete has that. Exactly. That's what I was, that's what I was telling Mike. Yeah. Because he because th- co-host Mike was saying he thinks every player like that. He thinks every player is like that when they make it big like that. And I said no. And see, and I like so I grew up in a different experience than your school experience. Right. Um, And our team went all the way to state finals that year. And then I don't think they made it, but the next year they did. And I know the young men on the basketball team were very arrogant. Mm. And you kind of get that fallen story of, I could have gone all the way. But they didn't have the mentors. They didn't have the guidance mm-hmm. um, to get them there. I did have a completely different question if we're done on this topic. If, if you're done, 
Go for it. All right. I want to apologize, you guys. I'm so ADD. <laughs> We're going to popcorn all over the place. Okay. So going back, you asked earlier, how is it possible that I, a non-sports person, married a sports person? Mm-hmm. I think they would like to know, how is it possible? And I think you touched on it with Daniel. How is it that a sports person is okay with a non-sports person? Like, what makes it work for us? I think it was baby steps. And that I really think it was... I mean, there was no baby stepping into our second date. I mean, it wasn't... I mean, I think I told you that I'm, I'm a sports fan, like, on one of our first meetings or dates or whatever. Like, this is my likes. I mean, we were talking about our likes or dislikes and everything. And that... But I wanted you to experience it. So I kind of threw you into the hockey experience. And again, I gave you a bad impression of what of a what kind of a guy I was to where I brought you to the game and wanted you to sit next to me during it. But during the intermissions or before the game, I left you. Um, yeah, I, I vaguely remember you saying, I'm sorry, but these are my people and leaving me. <laughs> I do remember saying that. I do remember saying, I'm so sorry, but these are my people. I do remember saying that. Um, How would you have felt if I did that to you in West Virginia? Just, like, left you? I think I think some Boy Scout skills would have came into play just in <laughs> case something happened. But it wouldn't get me very far. <laughs> okay. So, back to what you were saying. It's been baby steps. Um. So I kind of threw you into the hockey world. But after that, it was just little things. Like, I remember one date where the Bengals were playing a playoff game and your mom was making such a big deal that I wasn't out watching it. Or I didn't take you out somewhere so we could both have dinner and I could watch it. And uh, Not you watch it, me, I watch it. And she told you that I was a keeper because of that. It's like if he chose you over a football game, that's huge. And that, because I remember her saying that. Um, so it was just baby steps. I think it was just like here or there, I would invite you, or like, hey, I'm going to watch the game here. You, you can come meet me or do whatever. Um, a lot of your family stuff was centered around watching sports. And then, yeah, and while we were dating, I had siblings who were um, still involved in high school sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Daniel was. I think Daniel had already graduated at that point. Yeah. So I, I had another sibling who was in uh, high school still, and they were involved with mm-hmm. uh, the, the the high school football team like yeah. on the cheerleading squad and so we went to a, a football game and it was horrible it was a bad game <laughs> not only was the, their team not a winner like it was a slaughter but the weather was so miserable it was raining uh, I mean it was cold uh, it was just terrible uh yeah but i mean we stayed i mean we stayed we stayed until halftime and then they dismissed the cheerleaders and we were out 
I don't remember. We that. didn't stay the whole game because really? there was such a slaughter. I there was we like the whole game. They're like, there is no point. Cheerleaders, you can go, and we're like, we're with the cheerleaders. We're out of here. Okay. Yeah, and then we left and got food and everything. We wanted to get warm, and uh, so. Again, I think it was just baby steps. I think it was introducing you to different sports at different times. Introducing you to sports and my uncles on my mom's side. That is a totally different animal of itself. Uh, I still stay clear of the uncles and sports. Yes. Which is a good thing. Which is a good thing. You really should. I'd rather be with the aunts decorating cookies then be with the uncles and doing their whole it, it can, thing. It can get wild. It can get crazy. And if there's beer involved, then it can get even crazier. Um, especially with their raunchy humor and mm-hmm. everything that they have. And that being said, my mom is a wild child. I can hang in there with the best of them. But I know my boundaries. I know my limits. So that being said, um, what about marriage? Well, see, here's the thing about... Um, He's got the pointer out. And uh, here, here's the thing. I eventually wore you down in, for Cyclones, for the Cyclones mm-hmm. hockey. Eventually, you said, I think you did say, that you liked the Cyclones. Yes. You like going to the games. Yes. And that you hope one day you and I will have season tickets to yes. the Cyclones. I hope that day comes someday, and that, and I hope we can eventually take our kids and everything, and they get introduced to it. And uh, so, I got you to where you liked hockey enough to where you would go to Cyclones games, and you loved the Cyclones mm-hmm. games. But you always ask me every. I think it's May or June when the NHL playoffs are going on. Like you're wearing you're wearing the Boston Bruins yes. shirt. I'm wearing a Cincinnati Cyclones jersey. And that, but you would always ask me when the Bruins are playing. Like, okay, they won. Now what? <laughs> and I go, they gotta win two more games. Oh, and then they're champions? No, then we move on to the next round. Oh, and that's the championship round. No, they have to win four games in that round in order to get to this round. Oh, and that's a championship. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, yeah, the the, championship- so the months of May and June are your longest, especially if, my t- especially if Boston Bruins are in it. Yeah. If the Boston Bruins are not in it, I don't follow it as, I'll use the word, religiously as I usually do. And I, so... If the Bruins are in it, I'll follow it, but I won't be watching every game. Or I won't try to make the excuse to watch every game. So, you're okay with the Cyclones. You're not okay when it comes to the Bruins. Well, my thing is, is we're not in that environment. What environment? Like, being at the Cyclones game... And being with the crowd okay, so and getting hyped up. Actually being at the arena for the game versus yes. watching it on TV. Yes. Okay. And in our area, it's not very common for us to go to a sports bar and everyone there interested in the Bruins game. Right. 
So that's my secondary. If I could, if I'm watching a game, I want to be there in person to mm-hmm. feed off the crowd, um, to get that excitement. Secondary in a sports bar. Mm-hmm in a crowd watching getting excited if i have to be at my home watching the game my add y'all is not on it because i can follow in a crowd like my like being at a sports restaurant and i can start to drift off but the crowd is going to let me know when something big is happening (laughs) i can't do that even with charlie hooping and hollering I just can't follow. <laughs> and I one day we're going to get the sign to put on our door that says, don't call the cops. It's hockey playoffs. Everything is fine. I have done that before. I want a fancy side. Oh, you want a fancy side. Okay. I want a fancy side. Okay. Because I was about to say, I have done that before. When you and me were still living at the apartment in Wilder, um, I put up a sign on the door because Daniel came over. That Mm -hmm. very first weekend, I think it was the very first Saturday of the playoffs that year. I think, was it it the very first year we were at the apartment? I can't remember. Don't ask me. I was worried about graduating. And uh, so we were, it it was the very first Saturday of the uh, NHL playoffs. There's like four games that first, four or five games that first Saturday. It's the first round. It's like March Madness. There's games galore all day. Mm-hmm. And so I printed off a sign that said, Dear neighbors, please don't call the cops. It's not... Um, domestic violence. It's not domestic violence. I'm yelling at my TV because the NHL playoffs are on. And we ended up ordering pizza. And the delivery guy, I think it was Papa John's, and the delivery guy paused. I knew he was coming. I saw him yeah. outside our window or whatever, and I'm like, oh, he's about to knock the door, knock on the door. And he paused. He didn't knock, because I'm waiting for the knock so I can open the door. And I'm like, there's no knock. What's going on? And then four or five seconds later, he knocks on the door. I open up the door. I go, hey, how's it going? And he goes, I love the sign. That is a great sign. I was like, thank you. Have a good night. <laughs> so I I think it's something that helps us mm-hmm. is that I really give you the time and the space. Mm-hmm. And when we moved into our house and we bought our house and the playoffs were going on, I would come to the other side of the house and yeah. close the door and get away from it because... It, that was a bad series. You were so angry at the TV and I just couldn't handle it. Yeah. So being aware of that and being respectful, um, I will tell you, if you're in a relationship with someone who isn't a huge sports person, making sure that you give that individual lots of attention before and lots of attention afterwards they're going to be more inclined to let you watch the game in peace without the, you never do anything, do you love me? (laughs) Or, you know, trying to draw them like Charlie did with me. Draw them into the sport, into the experience. Because in doing so, like, I started dreaming what life would look like with sports. Mm -hmm. And what that would look like. And... 
um, I mean, when we were planning our, like, talking about marriage and weddings and proposals and just dreaming, oh, we're going to go to the Cyclones game and you're going to do it there. And Charlie's like, absolutely not. And I'm like, but what if? <laughs> and then like, okay, can we get married at the arena with that price tag? Heck no. <laughs> we will just bring hockey decor into the wedding. Um, actually, I have a... It's, currently blocked a picture of our wedding with us coming in with it on you should share it because it's a great photo Mm -hmm. but just bringing those people in Mm -hmm. yeah we go together like two birds of a feather we always sing two completely different songs (laughs) when it comes to that Uh, but yeah you you like the cyclones i've gotten you hockey jerseys for birthdays and christmas before and that your hufflepuff hockey oh, jersey yeah yeah and i got you that for christmas one year and then we went to harry potter night at the cyclones and you were yep. per- perfectly dressed for the event yeah now that being said if they put quidditch on tv i probably still wouldn't watch it <laughs> just so you know even if they could actually fly on the brooms Yes, because uh, I couldn't keep up. Okay. Now, uh, so Charlie's been rereading the Harry Potter series because he loves me so much. Yes, yes, I do. Um, with all the Quidditch talk, yeah. what position would you want to play? We have, and I'll go through them, we have the Keeper, we have the Seeker, mm-hmm. we have the Chasers, Yes. and we have the Beaters. One keeper, one seeker, three chasers, two beaters. Hmm. See, with reading it all, I don't think I could be a goalkeeper. Okay. I've played goalie in several different positions uh, for different sports. and Having to guard three hoops. Gu- guarding three hoops? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a task. Yeah. Uh, and then also trying to stay I, I don't have the best balance, so I'm thinking about my I'm thinking about my flaws. And that uh, so I mean I have great hand eye coordination, but balance on a broom or balance in general, not good. Okay. So I'm thinking I shouldn't swing uh a club and be a beater. I don't think I should do that. And because I, I mean that's hand-eye coordination, but staying balanced and doing that, uh, probably not. So I'm thinking chaser. Chaser. I think chaser, because I, I used to brag that I had great vision, but then I found out that I only had 2018 vision. By the way, we need to go back to the eye doctor. <laughs> and I only have like 2018 vision. I think it's my right eye that has the 18. My left eye has the. 20 but no the um but uh and that's why uh, and then i'm also um was it nearsighted right is it nearsighted or farsighted you need glasses to drive so you're nearsighted yeah i need glasses so i can see things far away and that so i don't think seeker would be a great position for me either so that's why i'm going to go with chaser that's my reasoning that's your reasoning yeah okay Then I start thinking about what other mythical sports there are. (laughs) But before we go on that, have you told them how I pick my uh, March Madness bracket? I think we described it last year, uh, back in March. 
uh, when me and uh, Mike were, and Daniel, I think Daniel was on that episode too, where we were talking about like how we picked teams last year because the March Madness tournament, it was the first time they held the tournament since 2020 being canceled everything. And, uh, and we were talking about why did we pick this team, so-and-so. It was just because, or upsets and everything. And I think I briefly mentioned how you pick. So if you want to explain to the listeners, how do you pick uh, teams in sporting events, babe? Yes, yeah, so it's all about the mascots. And with such logic, the Bengals should have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> because Bengals versus a Ram. One, oh, I saw this awesome meme. It was when there are no Bengals in the Bible, but whenever there's a ram, it's being slaughtered. <laughs> that was, oh, that was wonderful. <laughs> but, so you take a ram, and you take a Bengal tiger, and you put them in a field together, the ram's going down. It doesn't stand a chance against a tiger. And similar through um, the mascots, in the March Madness. Mm-hmm. So if I'm like, oh, we have, give me two teams. Kentucky Wildcats versus uh, Dayton Flyers. What the heck is a flyer? Uh, pilot. A Wildcat versus Pilot? Mm-hmm. That's stupid. <laughs> it's so stupid. Okay, fine. I'll give you another one. Uh, Kentucky Wildcats versus the Richmond or uh, EKU, so Eastern Kentucky uh, Colonels. Colonels. Colonels have guns. Dead Wildcat. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, I'm gonna get so much hate for this from co-host Mike if I say it, but I, I, these, he's not here. He's not here. But these are the first two that popped in my head. Okay, so. Duke Blue Devil versus North Carolina Tar Heel, which is a ram. A Blue Devil. Devil, evil spirit, invades ram. Ram goes crazy and dies. (laughs) West Virginia Mountaineer versus Marshall Thundering Herd. (sighs) Depending on the playing... And you you put me against two two West Virginia West teams. Virginias. So, and I've been in a stampede. A gun isn't going to help you unless it's to scare you off. So you have to have a very strong defense. But a thundering herd is going to overpower a single mountaineer. So power numbers. Mm. But if you get just a single buffalo, buffalo is going down. True. So without that, without that support, you would pick the mountaineer. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that's how you pick. You, that's you, how I pick. You just base. I do like reasoning. a battle in my head, and that's how it is. It's like the the old um, samurai versus ninja, mm-hmm. samurai versus three musketeer. Three Musketeer versus... Oh, the de- oh, what, oh, what's that show called? Deadliest Warrior. Yes. So it's, it's like that, but with mascots in my head. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, oh. how, that's how you pick. You don't care about seeding. You don't care about record. You're just like, what's the mascot? And that... Uh, what's the mascot name? Oh, who's the other mascot? Oh, 
Uh, mountain Lion versus Pioneer. Mountain Lion. Pioneer has a gun. Really? I'd go with Mountain Lion. Then again, I don't care about the... And Mountain Lion versus Ram. Mm-hmm. Mountain Lion all the way. Hmm. I'm trying to think of other... Oh, well, here you go. Here you go. Settle this once and for all. Oh, boy. And uh, figure out if you're truly my wife or not. Well, I guess his ring means nothing. Kentucky Wildcats versus Cincinnati Bearcats. For one, I don't even completely understand what a Bearcat is. Even all this time being in this area. I don't like, is that carnivore? Is that an herbivore? Is that an omnivore? (laughs) And so, is it like the red panda? Bearcat is kind of more on the wolverine kind of side. What is a wolverine? I don't think I've ever seen, is it like a badger? Badger is a wolverine, yeah. Oh. And a Y'all better be scared of the Hufflepuff house. Badger is part of the family of the Wolverine. Or Wolverine is part of the family of of the Badger. So it's along those... Bearcat is kind of a mixture of both. Okay. And and then Wildcat is referring to the lynx. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Which my dad has one of those stuffed, by the way. <laughs> Fairly certain. He also has a black bear because my dad is like a real, a real mountain man. A real mountaineer, yeah. Yeah, which is why Charlie will never do something stupid. <laughs> um, so in that... Well, plus you just said your grandpa uh, worked in a coal mine, so I'm sure he told your your dad uh, about some abandoned coal mines to dump some bodies in. Oh my goodness. Um, and let alone my dad was a Marine, so. That too. Um, Once Marine, always Marine. And that reminds me, so the whole anti-sports thing, that wasn't even my whole family because I had a great aunt who got her daughter into football. Mm-hmm. She really wanted to play football. She got her daughter into football. So I do have family members who do, like, enjoy sports, and they they really go for it. But that's just not my branch of the family trait. Okay, going back, Bearcat versus Wildcat. Yes. For lack of a better knowledge, I'm going to go with Wildcat. All right. Until I fully understand. But badgers are awesome. I'm not saying that just because I'm a Hufflepuff. I was about to say, you're a Hufflepuff, I'm a Ravenclaw, so. I think my badger could take your I, I eagle. Think, I think you could. You didn't realize the Yeah, it's an eagle. eagle, it's not an actual raven. Which makes zero sense. I, I know. Explain that, J.K. Rowling, please. <laughs> All right. We, we've gotten into Harry Potter on this. So, first woman guest. First episode, we've actually had wine featured, and first time we've actually mentioned the Harry Potter series. You should have known. And that, I mean, because me and Mike have mentioned Star Wars before, we have mentioned other movies before, but well, we have Mike ne- is a muggle. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's not going to get there. If he was here tonight, he wouldn't know what the heck we were talking about. Yeah, he would be over in the corner just like, you you go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, Alright. Well, third beer. Third one. This is the final one of the night. Uh, 
This is a repeat. We had this before on the show. It's the Ryan Geist from Cincinnati, Ohio. It's their Snow Cat. It is winter white ale with ginger and grapefruit. And it is 5% alcohol by volume. What was the last one? Five, uh, 5.5. And I think the Country Boy, yep, also 5.5. So okay. this is 0.5 less than the other two. Okay. Had this before. I think this was one of our favorites that we had during... Um, uh, I can't remember the episode. It was back in 2021. I know that for a fact because we've only had a couple weeks of episodes this this year since we're in late February. So, um, I did want to touch base. I'm sorry. You need to do your. Are you gonna do your sip? I like I said. I've had this before. So okay. So. We we did cover a sports person and a non-sports person. Yeah. Then you get into the really strange households where the house is divided. Yep. Lived in that one. So, what makes that marriage work since you lived in that house? I think you just got to have respect for each person's upbringing. And that, like, um, and how, and who the family rooted for. Because I think, I think now the houses are more divided because you have, um, you have family, you, the generation before was, this is who you're rooted for. Mm-hmm. This is the household you grew up in. This is who you're rooted for. Whereas now it's more of a. Oh, you like that team? That's fine. Yeah. You're not hurting my feelings. You're not, I mean, you're not disowning family members or anything like that. And that's you're, the house that you grew up in. And that you're, you're fine to root for who you want to root for. Now, the household that I grew up in, my mom's side is Notre Dame. You root for, you rooted for anybody other than Notre Dame in football or basketball, get prepared to get smacked up on upside the head. Thank you, Grandma Carnes, for that. Um, Learn the hard way. Um, but at the same time, they were UK fans, but they wouldn't show their UK fandom around the matriarch. It's like a tier system. Whenever you're around mom or grandma, yeah. you're a... You're a Notre Dame a fan. A Notre Dame fan. Yes. But everywhere else, you're a UK fan. You're, you're a diehard UK fan. So you're kind of putting on the mask for the matriarch. Didn't know that until I got hit upside the head. Huh. Um, whereas, like, my dad's side... And y'all, every once in a while, I'll give Charlie a smack from his grandma. <laughs> if I say something bad about Notre Dame. And, uh, and so does Mike. Mike smacks me a couple times too um so whereas my dad's side there the household was much more divided than my mom's side um there's different layer or different levels of loyalty for teams whereas my dad's side it was my dad's mom my grandma she she loves Kentucky Wildcats. My 
Grandpa rooted for Virginia because all the Kentucky players, the actual actual players from the state of Kentucky, went to Virginia. Mm. He's like, you can't call it a real University of Kentucky team because all the Kentucky boys go to Virginia. Uh, because Kentucky recruits from all over the U.S. Yeah. And uh, so that's why he rooted for Virginia. And my dad is a Louisville Cardinals fan. And he rooted for Louisville because Kentucky refused to play Louisville. And then eventually when Louisville met Kentucky in the NCAA tournament, I can't remember what year, but I know he has the hat, I know he has a button somewhere in his closet where it marks the event that Louisville finally played Kentucky in the tournament and Louisville won. Mm. And that I'm a Kentucky Wildcat fan. You believe blue. So it skipped my dad and went to me. <laughs> I'm a UK Wildcat fan. My brother for the longest time, Daniel, was a University of Cincinnati Bearcats fan. We would get into it. Yeah. A lot as kids. Eventually, he grew out of the UC uh, basketball phase. Uh, and then my youngest sibling, my sister, she rooted for whoever that would piss everybody else off. Yeah. <laughs> and eventually, she became a Duke fan. Oh. That, that qualifies for disowning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, close to it. I mean, that qualifies close to being disowned because there was a year where Duke was in the NCAA tournament and she's just, like, all in our faces, like, Yeah! Go Duke! And we're all just, like, trying our best not restrain ourselves. Don't hit a girl. Don't hit a girl. Mm. <laughs> and uh, so, different... So, I think it's more of a different household thing. Now... I, I've seen couples where uh, the dad is from University of Cincinnati and the mom is from Xavier University, and they will make their own jerseys out of both teams, and it's a house-divided kind of thing. Yeah. Like, half of the jersey is UC, the other half is Xavier, and the wife or the husband is, doing the, is wearing the same thing, mm -hmm. vice versa. And that, so, but but as long as you have that mutual respect for one another to where, I get it, your household is different than my household, but we see eye to eye on other things. If this is the only thing we disagree on, it can be a mutual rivalry. So did I tell you about the woman I met in the bathroom on Super Bowl Sunday? Oh, this past Super Bowl yes. Sunday when the Bengals were playing the Rams? Yes. No, you did not. She walks in the bathroom wearing a Rams t-shirt. Oh. And I am like, I feel so bad for you. Because I cannot imagine being in a place where you're openly supporting your team and almost every other person there is rooting against your team. <laughs> like, that is tough. And she told me 
that they actually live in California, but her husband is a huge Bengals fan. Oh. So in, to honor him, they flew to the Cincinnati area so he could watch the game surrounded by Bengals fans. That's and a that loving wife. Is love in a marriage. That that's a that is a huge huge sign of love right there. Yes. Yes. And then you have those couples where they both love their team and they name their children after famous coaches Players. and they send their kids to the college and they support them 110% of the way. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's those couples when they have the outlier. They have a child that likes a different team that makes it hard. A different team or a different sport. Yes. I think about those Dr. Pepper commercials. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) I was thinking the Dr. Pepper commercials, the the Fansville. Fansville, yes. Yeah, Fansville commercials where you had the one kid who is like not a football fan. He wants to, or he's not, he doesn't want to play for foot. He doesn't want to play football. He wants to play lacrosse in, in Fansville. And the parents are like, who are you? You are not our son. Yes. So, I mean, that kind of unite in a marriage is great, but it can be toxic for the kids. So. So, other than that experience in the bathroom at Buffalo Wild Wings, how would you rate your Super Bowl experience this uh, this past week? Because... If I if if we were going to do this episode at the Taste Is Right podcast, and if it was just me and Ty or whoever, this would have been my very first question to start off the episode. Let's get the eight hundred pound gorilla out of the room now. Thoughts on the Super Bowl? Yeah. So, babe, it's it's technically your first Super Bowl that you've watched in a while. Yeah. You've been to a Super Bowl party with me before. Yeah, we've been to a couple. Been to a couple, but this has been your first that you've watched, like, in a while. Yeah. So, and being at a local team, the Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals, what were your thoughts? Um, I was definitely proud of the people surrounding us. And I was really cautious just going in how they would respond. Um, to the Bengals losing was because you hear about teams losing and there being riots Um, and I had Valentine cards that I needed to deliver for a little boy so I was I was really concerned about that but watching the game um, I mean it was it was a mostly good experience Towards the end, all those ru- those calls that just started coming out of nowhere mm-hmm. was kind of like, what in the heck? Why now? Um, I know you don't want to talk about the halftime show. <laughs> no, I don't care. I did see an awesome meme that said, um, y'all people need to stop arguing about why Eminem was, was kneeling down. He's already told you. His arms are heavy and his knees are weak (laughs) and I was like oh that is awesome um 
But all in all, like, I thought it was a, it was a pretty positive experience. Um, I know that we, we obviously had some Rams fans in the midst with us, but they were very respectful. They didn't rub it in people's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like that more. Like, we've been to other games where you have these really flamboyant, um, in-your-face fans and they're walking up to people that they don't know and they're hitting them and cheering and it's just like, that's just too much. Yeah. That's too much. But I really feel like I was really proud of of the fans and how they responded. Um, Except for the reacted. little girl behind you. Oh, this poor little girl. Oh, my goodness. She must have been like eight or nine and she was rooting him on and the people she was with was kind of vulgar. Um, I mean, early on, they were like cursing and I'm like a little worried about them but at the end she's like they cheated us that's not fair (laughs) and I looked at the party that we were with and I said this little girl will hate the Rams the rest of her life kind of like how you hate Duke after that one shot it only takes one yes one moment to, to hate the team forever. But I was just... Part of me was like... I was waiting for the ball to drop. Because being in this area for so long, I just get used to the major league teams in the area screwing up. And I don't think it was... With the exception of that one drop pass, I don't think our team could have played... a better game Mm. and I really do think it was some shifty calls on the parts of the refs because you know maybe we wouldn't have riot but maybe LA would have if they had lost because they were kind of looking at it as the first ever Super Bowl was played in our city and here it is our time again the stars are aligned this is our time Mm. And had they not won, I, w- I really do think there may have been some rioting in L.A. Okay. What are your thoughts? You're the sports expert. I'm not the sports expert. I'm... Okay, between you and me, <laughs> you're the sports expert. And, uh, I, I'm a, I am one half of a, co- of a co-hosted show... Where I give my opinions and people like to hear our opinions, and that which I'm still thankful for to this day. Um, so my opinion or my thoughts is when they sh- uh, let's go back a week or a couple weeks. Let's go back a couple weeks. So when the Bengals beat Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And they were going to the Super Bowl for the very first time in, like, 30-something years. Yes. That was an electric crowd. That was a very electric crowd. I mean, very hyped up and everything. I was not that passionate in that game, watching Mm -hmm. it with our our friends. And that, um, I mean, did I want them to win? Absolutely. But was I as energetic as I could, as I... As the rest of the crowd, no, I probably wasn't. <laughs> oh. uh, looking back now, I know I'm not. As our friend's mom, who was, you know, punching me in the arm. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, she's punching you. And sweet, sweet woman. They're, they're jumping up and down, ho- hooping and hollering. I'm, I was happy. I people was. are dancing on tables. I mean, people were happy dancing on tables and everything. I, I was happy too, but I was not that happy. Yeah. Or not that into it. I wanted them to win, and they ended up winning. They ended up beating Kansas City in the AFC Championship. Um, and then and then you had videos from all around the greater Cincinnati area from um, local breweries. Mm-hmm. Rheingeist, Tafts, Braxton. Um, trying to think of the... Madtree? Beer Kiss, Madtree. I mean, others like them. All over the area, they they did like a mashup video of all the people watching games from their living room, from their tap rooms, the brewery itself, and you saw fans who were older than me, and that I'm I'm 31. I don't remember. I wasn't born when the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl or played in a Super Bowl. Last time the Bengals were in a Super Bowl, I wasn't born yet. Uh, before this moment. And so, seeing all the fans' reactions who were 40, 50, 60-something, 70-something years old, and they're crying, and they're like, I can't believe it's happening again. I can't believe we're going. My heart went out to them and was like, I wish I could feel this way. Mm -hmm. I really wish I could feel this way. But I don't because... Sorry. Oh, you're fine, Ben. More wine. Uh, I really wish I could feel this way because I have said it before on this show. I am a fair weather Bengals fan. I have given okay, up. You own it. I, and I own it. And I, I, I don't pretend that I'm a diehard. I never pretended that I was during the playoffs. I just said that whatever happens, happens. If the Bengals win, Bengals win. Great. I'm, I'm happy for them. But I'm not going to go out there and dance in the street if the Bengals win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be that guy who will clap and watch and be like, they've earned it. These diehards have earned it. Mm-hmm. And so, so yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I was seeing that video and fans crying, hugging their kids, going, Do you, guys, you guys have no idea how special this is. You have mm-hmm. no idea. And then getting to the Super Bowl. And watching it with our friends again. And sitting down and talking about it and going, what's our prediction? What do we think is going to happen? How? What do we want to happen? And I, I told him, I was like, I didn't think I was going to be as emotionally invested in this game as I thought. Mm-hmm. But I told one of our friends, I'm nervous. I am nervous for this game. Yeah. I was kind of expecting to go into this game like I went into the AFC Championship game. Do I want them to win? Absolutely. But am I going to be that emotionally invested? And I was. Mm-hmm. And so at the very end of the game, I could not say anything. Because everything that came through my head in those last two minutes of the fourth quarter of that, of that game wasn't nice. Shouldn't be said out loud. There's kids behind me. Their parents or uncles or aunts or whoever is saying things just as mean as I'm thinking. So it doesn't make sense to add on to it. Yeah. And then there was a one drunk girl. He was like, 
What does this mean? What does this mean? <laughs> what does this mean? Oh, yeah. Do we get the ball back? Can we get the does, ball back? Yeah, does this mean we get the ball back? <laughs> How many times? How many times do we have to do this? When do we get the ball back? And to be quite honest, I was agreeing with her. Like, can we just get the ball back? How many times are we going to rush I, I just these couldn't last stand two yards? The, the only thing about that game that I really couldn't stand besides the ending was our waitress. Yeah. She was a little too much. A little too much. And then she was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a heart attack. Oh my gosh, this is scaring me. It's like, we get it. We're all scared right now. We're all pissed off. We're all feeling the same thing. Why do you have to mm, say it? Yeah. And then we get it. You're extra. You are a complete, total drama queen. We get it. And that was my biggest problem with that game. Was <laughs> I couldn't handle the people around me overreacting. Yeah. Was it a travesty? Was some of the calls absolutely blatant BS? Absolutely. And I just sat there quiet. Yeah, I thought you handled it really well. I, I could not. I Because if I said anything, it wouldn't have been nice. The car ride home went very well. And keep in mind, I have seen you down on your knees... And then when your team loses, curled in a ball, crying. I've seen how emotionally you can get. It's very scary. Very scary. And I still chose to marry you. Um, Was that uh, before or after the certain event that I curled up into a ball? After. Like, it was... The <laughs> team was definitely not moving on. Your okay. Wildcats was not moving on. Okay. Um, and I remember I actually got a hold of my pastor, like, is this okay? Like, should I be worried? <laughs> like, <laughs> tell me what to do. Maybe it was after we got married. Okay. I, just, I, I have no idea what event you're talking about. It was about. at the apartment. I know that for sure. Okay. So, but yeah, you did, you did very well. I, I just had nothing nice to say. Yeah. And, and I was just, I, I did not want to, what what I had to say, I said on Instagram <laughs> through the Drop the Gloves podcast Oh, page. yeah, I think I saw that one. And that, that's all I really had to say. That's it. Now, if, now, again, if this episode would have been at the Taste is Right podcast, a lot, I, I probably would have vented everything that I was holding in that night. Um, but then I saw, was it, I think it was Wednesday night that the, L.A. Rams, this is hard for me to say. The Los Angeles Rams had their Super Bowl parade, and I'm good now. Like, you have closure? Like, that that was kind of the moment I was waiting for. I was like, once they get past the parade, they've celebrated publicly with their city, with their fans, we can finally move on as a Bengals fandom or the Cincinnati area, we can all finally breathe and go, ah, okay, it's behind us. Let's move on. Yeah. And that, so that's where I'm at now. I'm no longer angry. I'm no longer annoyed because I turned off a lot of my sports. Mm -hmm. um, uh, was it 
Instagram pages. I was like, I can't handle you guys right now because the next several days are going to be like, oh, the Los Angeles Rams did this, or their party did this, or they were here celebrating. I can't handle that. Yeah. So I had to turn it off. But now that they have publicly celebrated, the quarterback got drunk and then had to take his kids to Disneyland while, that is, while uh, being hungover. Justice. I, <laughs> and I, I'm like, okay, I can I can turn the notifications on again. I can start following these people. I'm okay now. So. All right. By the way, everyone, I am totally for... Ice hockey tennis. Oh, you're you're in favor of the ice yes. tennis thing. Yes. Okay. I am. That's good. And I, I I meant to ask Daniel about that last week when he was on the live stream, and totally slipped my mind. Then again, we went down a a long winding road of hockey nostalgia. Yeah. And that and totally forgot. Yeah. Well, babe, can you believe it? We made it a full hour and a half. Oh, my goodness. And that through this episode, talking about all different kinds of things, Harry Potter, your sports and family experience growing up, you marrying a sports fan, and that everything. I'm not only a sports fan, but I'm married into a sports family. Yep. We, we get together for games, and we watch games if they're on TV. Yeah, and I stare at my phone. <laughs> and, you're, and you try to act interested a, a time or two. Yes. <laughs> I'll pop my head up. What's the score? Who are we rooting for? What's going on again? <laughs> How long of a drive home is this going to be? <laughs> <laughs> so, babe, thank you so much for coming on and doing this with me. I, I had fun. I hope you did, too. Good. Good. Because you have to live with me. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was good. I'm it was good. I'm glad you had fun. So, are you ready for me to... Let's close it out. All right. So, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. This is week 59. I was wondering. And uh, this is week 59 of Drop the Gloves podcast, and it's our first with... Uh, uh, female guest, wine, and Harry Potter. Uh, don't know what we're going to call this episode. Should we call it Mrs. Dropped Gloves? What are we calling it? No. Mrs. Dropped the Gloves is good. You like that one? All yeah. right. So, Mrs. Dropped the Gloves, episode 59. So, guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, be sure to uh, Subscribe and follow the show wherever it is available on audio uh, podcast platforms uh, such as Anchor. Thank you, Anchor, so much for giving us this free platform to do this show for 59 weeks from beginning of 2021 to now. Greatly appreciate it. Go over to Spotify, uh, which is Anchor's uh, partner uh, for podcasting. Uh, hopefully... One day we will get back to video, and if we get back to video podcasting, you can go and check us out over on Spotify as well. We are on Apple, Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, and of course, our favorite, Google! F you, Google! And uh, also be sure to uh, follow us on social media, guys. Uh, 
Co-host Mike, who will eventually be returning to the show in March, is on Twitter at Gloves Mike. Uh, on Facebook, the podcast page is Drop the Gloves Podcast One, number one at the end there. And then finally, you guys can follow the show on Instagram for all the sports, beer, and and shenanigans that takes place between episodes at Drop the Gloves Podcast on Instagram. Babe, do you have any last words before we close out? Cedric rules. (laughs) Cedric rules. (laughs) And if Mike was here, he would say, guys, we will see you next time in the penalty box.